Welcome to TrekCast, the official podcast of the Real Estate Council here in Dallas, Texas. I'm Bill San Antonio, Trek's Marketing and Communications Coordinator. Thanks so much for joining me today. Today, we are wrapping up our Technology of Placemaking series featuring Eden founder and CEO Joe Dubay. Joe was one of our panelists during our April 3rd Bank of Texas Speaker Series and joins us today to talk a bit about how Eden strives to be a one-stop shop for building managers and office tenants in a time where workers are beginning to leave the office. Before we get to our talk with Joe, I'd like to remind you to subscribe to TrekCast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Google Play, and to follow the Real Estate Council on Facebook, we are at the Real Estate Council, and on Twitter and Instagram at TrekDallas. Be sure to join us at Below Mansion on May 14th for our first Market Matters Breakfast of the Year on the future of retail. We've got two panel discussions lined up about repurposing existing retail buildings and how the retail sector will evolve in the years to come. Speakers include Christine Perez of DCEO, Mark Mazenter of Open Realty Advisors, Frank Miolopoulos of Corinth Properties, Amanda Moreno-Lake of Jim Lake Companies, Jennifer Pearson of Strive, Alan Shore of The Retail Connection, and Herb Leitzman from The Leitzman Group. So head on over to recouncil.com and get your tickets now. Now, here's Eden founder and CEO Joe Dubay right here on TrackCast. Joe, thanks for taking the time this morning. Absolutely. Um, I wanted to just, as we get started, uh, ask you, just tell me a little bit about Eden and how it sort of fits into uh, today's program on the technology of of placemaking and these companies that are sort of, um, I guess, swooping in where there are... um, where there are office needs. How does Eden fit into that bigger picture? Yeah, yeah, great question. Um, so Eden is a workplace management platform. And what that means is, you know, we basically created this, this platform on which um, if you work in an office, you can get anything you might need. Our core customer today is office managers, facilities managers, um, and they're using Eden to get recurring cleaning, uh, to get their handyman when they need it, IT support, um, all the way up to snacks and different kinds of amenities like fitness and, and you know if they want to have yoga come in or, or do a happy hour and need event support. So Eden is really that one-stop shop to run an office. Um, what's really cool though is we built software for not just the office manager and their teams, but we're also, we built software for um, tenants that enables them to engage in our marketplace as well. Um, and the other side of the equation for Eden is we built software that enables all these service partners, all these um, you know, janitorial companies or catering companies for them to be able to engage with these office managers and, and tenants and be able to, you know, find more opportunity. So as a workplace management platform that provides all sorts of services into a workplace, um, I think we fit into this equation because what we're seeing is an increased desire for customization um, of your experience and for a desire to have all these cool things that people can find in their home, from being able to order food, to getting an Uber, to um, just having access to lots of interesting uh, different uh, mobile applications. Um, They want to have that when they come to work as well. And Eden is a platform that lets you do that. So when people tend to think of the the ideal tenant experience now, we tend to think of all the bells and whistles, like, uh, you know, who's got the, the free beer in the office or the kombucha machine? Um, I know when I worked in a larger office, I, I thought the cool amenities were having a ping pong table in a, in a gym. Um, so what, 
what are sort of the things that, that are important um, to customers of, of Eden? Um, I mean, is, is the kombucha machines and, and the beer in the fridge, entire, is, is that an accurate portrayal of what, you know, your clients are looking for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so for Eden, and this is, this is something where I think we actually have a good amount of data on what people care about because we serve, you know, almost 2,000 offices today. Um, and that's 2,000 different companies, so really it's, it's more offices than that because some could have over 100 um, landlords and property managers and occupiers. And the thing that's interesting is while the things like yoga and the kombucha machines do get a lot of the airtime as to what people think about as this office of the future. Um, actually, what I've found is the thing that people care about the most still is can I get a handyman really quickly? Is my Wi-Fi working well? Um, did the cleaner do a good job? Because we have a boardroom tomorrow, we have a board meeting tomorrow, and it has to be perfect. So, what I think is really differentiating around Eden and how it fits into this vision of the future is yes, we have that amenities layer that people care about. But it's sort of like uh, Maslow's hierarchy of, of needs. Like before you can get to self-actualization, like you need shelter. Yeah. And what that means for people who use Eden is, you know, they're, those tenants are gonna be able to get a handyman really fast at a really good rate. And so the whiteboard will be up and the Wi-Fi will work and all the other stuff. And they'll be excited to dig into things like snacks and coffee service and oat milk and kombucha. But as a percentage of spend and really as uh, until everything else is great, those amenities don't get much of a percentage of mind share either. Um, and we've discovered this in our, in our MPS scores. We, we take scores of how happy customers are and it really is all about um, getting the basics right. Yeah. Someone's already gonna be at a nine out of 10. Um, to, to add in that final you know, thing of yoga or event support, might get someone between, get all the way to the 10. Um, but if the Wi-Fi doesn't work for a couple days, it doesn't matter how many snacks are there. Sure, it's going to be a it's going to be a, a bad scene. Okay. Um, so how then do um, you know these asset owners, these these managers and occupiers of of these buildings? How do they how do they determine what sort of their their needs are going to be as you know as the idea of the office shifts? Yeah. I think so. I think the trick here is to be flexible. I think the trick is um, there are certain kinds of. I think if, if you're an asset owner or a property manager and you're trying to figure out, you know, what does the future hold in terms of um, making this a place that people want to work and be during the day, I think the best thing you can do is provide your office managers and your tenants with options. Um, I think that's the trick in general, and also to try to avoid really expensive types of experiments. So something like Eden, for instance, is software. So it's not like it requires $2 million of, of CapEx to get it going. It's, you know, to start using a software application is, is, is virtually free. And the idea is let your, your tenants, let people, let your customers kind of choose their own adventure. Um, and let them decide if they want snacks or an extra day porter or coffee service or whatever because um, it's very hard to predict what someone wants and it's in general we found that um, our clients are super empowered because they can get what they need through Eden. So 
Eden, I, I would imagine, uh, is handling a tremendous amount of customer data um, to deliver that that kind of personalized experience. Yeah. Now, we've seen how major online data aggregators like Facebook ha have dealt with both privacy and security issues in, in handling uh, their customers' data. Now that physical places like buildings and offices are starting to aggregate and utilize this kind of data as well, what kind of risks are they facing? And I guess, again, where, where do you guys sort of fit into that? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's an it's important, timely uh, thing, uh, question. So I would start by saying what I think, uh, you know, I'll start by what we do. We do a number of things to make sure that Eden is very secure. Um, we use different best-in-class applications, um, things like Stripe. There are certain companies that are going very deep on different types of software, and we utilize those to make sure that we're not um, that our customers' data is being managed the correct way. Um, we try. We avoid any sort of. Um, there's some things you can do that will create weaknesses, and and we just make sure that procedurally we, we stay within the lines. I think what we've seen on things like Facebook um, is an instance of someone selling data. Um, and so it wasn't so much that they, you know, uh, it, it leaked out by accident. It was much more of like a deliberate choice. Right. And I think that creates a lot of angst. For Eden, we do not sell people's data. So it's just a, it's just a you know, we have a different model. Facebook is, since they're really selling eyeballs for their revenue, sure. we get to be much more of a utility and say, hey, when you use Eden, your data is going to help you curate your own experience, but we're not going to go sell your data to this, this vendor. Um, so that, that difference in model is really helpful because it, I think if you're selling ads, you're inherently, it's a little bit more intrusive of a business. Yeah. Um, I will say, though, that's an, an interesting arc that I think is true is, We've seen consumers pretty regularly elect to give up their data in exchange for better experience. Um, and I think that same decision, and I think you have to then be an ethical, um, you know, law-abiding company, like, like Eden is, to make sure you don't you know, manipulate people's data. Sure. But I think what you're seeing through like, the rise of things like Netflix and Google and, and, and Facebook, although I think they broke people's trust in that instance, is people do want to exchange their data for a better user experience, certainly in the home. And I think those same people, when they go to work, they still want to make that trade. They still are more okay with you having their data and them having a better experience than um, it being something where no data is collected and it's a less customized experience for them. So I think it's just really critical to one, note that trend that people want to exchange their data for a more customized experience, but then choose partners that you believe are ethical and will manage that data the right way. Do you see um, this kind of, of strategy, um, the, the collection of, of this kind of data, and maybe it's not quite an apples to apples comparison, but maybe from a, a strategy standpoint, how, how can um, real estate companies, how, how can people in real estate utilize these kinds of, of solutions? Like, I would imagine that you'd probably get a better set of data from um, from a building in a more population dense area. Yeah. A building like this one, um, for for the sake of comparison, um, 
but maybe in an office that doesn't have a ton of employees. Yeah. How can you? How can uh, companies ensure that they get the experience that they're looking for? That when someone maybe, might get in a taller building or a yeah, more densely populated geo uh, right. geography. Yeah. Um, really, uh, yeah, really interesting thing. I, I think w- the way you do this is you choose a platform that has lots of data and you leverage them. I think if you've got 10 tenants and you've got you know not that many people in that building, I think the, the way you really want to do it, or even if you have a massive building, frankly, and if you have a, if you have 100 or 500 buildings, whatever, it, it, at the end of the day, the thing that's gonna have the most uh, data is a platform that spans across thousands of buildings. And so I think the way you do that is by, like, there are a number of different platforms being built right now that are focused around um, providing a better experience on site. And it's helpful to choose a scaled platform that has lots of uh, users because that's gonna be one where uh, both the inventory is informed by what people care about in the case of Eden, you know, as a services marketplace, the types of services and the service providers sure. are going to be informed by what people actually want in any one particular city. Um, and uh, that data is going to then curate a better experience for people who are your customers, who are the tenants. So I, I think that you solve that subscale problem by choosing a platform that aggregates data, just like people solve that instead of asking a friend who's a good dentist, they can go on Yelp. Or instead of trying to find someone who will you know, see if anyone's selling anything in their house, they go on eBay or, you know, or Amazon or whatever. I think um, the outcome tends to be, let's find a platform that'll aggregate all this thing and then my customers will get a better deal that's more informed. Joe, if people are, are interested in learning more about Eden, how, how can they do that? Yeah, um, so we have a website you can go to, which is www.edenedenedenedenedenedenedenedenedenedenedenedenedenedenedenedenedenedenedenedenedenedenedenedenedenedenedenedenedenedenedenedenedenedenedenedenedenedenedenedenedenedenedenedenedenedenedenedeneden